0: hey hannah hey kate how are you i'm doing great how are you doing good what do you have to drink uh i have a little decaf coffee um actually these beans are from one of my favorite coffee shops in austin it's Mm. called greater goods and last time i was there i just picked up some coffee beans on my way out so delicious that sounds so good yeah what about you i also have some decaf coffee a little
1: decaf latte per se you know a little uh Espresso with a little milk, cinnamon, a little maple syrup. I think that's something I've definitely had on the podcast
0: before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One of my favorites. It's, it's kind cool. of my kind of my go-to morning drink. Yeah. But, well, it sounds delicious. That's great. I right, already get into it. Yeah. Howdy, Howdy from, from Houston. Houston. I'm Kate, and I'm Hannah. And today we are continuing our mini series on alcohol, talking a little bit more about our um, personal experience recently with cutting back on drinking alcohol and kind of how we're feeling about it. So, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, I definitely really enjoyed the Huberman Lab episode of that podcast. I know I said that probably a million times (laughs) in part one. Um, I really just think he does a great job of explaining um, things in simple terms and breaking things down, make it easy to understand. Um, But this episode in particular um, there were a few things that I think uh, were even more relatable because of the phase of life that like we're in you know we're in medical school and I think that there is a culture in medical schools in general and not just medical schools but law schools or you know any kind of like post undergrad school or even undergrad you know being in college just the environment there of, working really hard and getting really stressed out leading up to an exam taking an exam and then going to like a party or going out to a happy hour or something like that where you're then consuming alcohol and um i'm not saying you know that our school has this culture or that any school in particular has it but i think it's kind of more of a general statement Mm -hmm. of this phase of education Um, and more so than like a corporate setting because a corporate setting you know your stress levels kind of ebb and flow it's not necessarily the exact same as you know the blocks of time that are you know required for studying for something working hard getting stressed out taking the exam being released of stress you know yeah
0: full and full release rather than a little more of like longer term Stress mm-hmm. that's drawn out, maybe if you're working corporate or something.
1: Like right, that. it definitely doesn't follow the same, I guess, like consistent pattern across all jobs or across jobs in general. You know, in the same way that it does in an educational environment. Yeah, yeah. So taking that and tying it to on the episode where Doctor Kuberman talked about the increased levels of cortisol at baseline, if you are in that chronic drinking category. So if you're consuming, what is it, one to two drinks per night on average? per week. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think that's that's how you said it. And then how that could also be, you know, that's, that's on average, that could also be seven to 14 drinks over two days over Friday and Saturday. So if you just, you know, studied for an exam for two weeks and then went out with friends on Friday night and then went out with some more friends on Saturday night and consumed somewhere in within that seven to 14 drinks category, you're in that label of chronic alcohol consumption, meaning, that your cortisol levels at baseline are elevated, um, so it just made me think about med students and all the other kind of you know students out there that might be following that pattern and might be dealing with these increased levels of cortisol at baseline on top of the stress of school. Because I mean, you and I both know how stressful you know medical school can be, um, and I'm sure you know everybody has their own limits and their own experiences in. You know
0: undergrad or law school or whatever you know yeah yeah i agree and even in the last however many months we've done this i think our start date was february 1st because we we didn't talk about it before new year's so it wasn't exactly a New <laughs> what was a good start date <laughs> yeah and so we i think already had like a night where we had a drink or something in mm. january and so then starting February 1st, we were like, okay, we're going to mm-hmm. switch our default to not drinking at social events, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean not ever drinking again, because I'm sure there will be the rare occasion every once in a while that comes up that it would be nice to enjoy a glass of wine, especially when you're having a really nice meal mm-hmm. type of thing.
1: Yeah, and kind of redefining, like we kind of mentioned before what a special occasion is
0: exactly you know
1: because I, I mean i don't think there's anything wrong with having a drink at a special occasion you know yeah like at a wedding or a celebratory dinner or you know when something is like right. a big deal a big exciting thing and and not just having the default like you said of any kind of social situation where there is alcohol of having a drink
0: yeah i agree and i will say in redefining uh what might be a special occasion for me personally to drink at there have been a couple of special occasions i've come up that i have chosen to not drink it and i've had a lot more fun i know than if i had had a drink at those occasions and so for me this is also kind of looking at the do i want to have a lot of fun at this event and do i want to really be present and in the moment Mm -hmm. and if the answer says yes, which for me, 99.99% of the time, it's going to be, yes, I can't really think of a situation with that. <laughs> that answer to that question would be no, then I'm not going to drink. So it just, even in the last couple of months, it's redefined what for me is a special occasion and when I would like to enjoy a drink.
1: Right. Yeah. I think, I think that's a totally fair assessment of it. Um, I think too, in social settings, whether we realize it or not, there is that social pressure to drink. You know, if everybody is having a drink, you know, it might be more on a subconscious level of pouring yourself a drink or having a glass of wine or whatever at at whatever the situation is, or, you know, getting a drink from the bar. Um, That to me seems like you can just say no to that so much easier when you have this mindset of, choosing to not drink as a default versus just going with the flow
0: yeah because you go into a social situation and you're thinking to yourself okay well I'm not going to have any drinks because I just don't really do that I want (laughs) to live in the moment I want to have fun yeah and then which actually speaking of living in the moment actually a quick side note on that that I just realized is that for a lot of people living in the moment is usually having a drink because why not have a drink? We're all together, let's celebrate, yeah, let's there's have a, a drink. Mindset. Exactly. It's a just the celebratory drink mindset. Versus now what we're realizing is it's a lot easier to live in the moment. And I know I personally get a lot out more out of any given moment mm. when I am not drinking and when I haven't been drinking for a while because I've definitely I've definitely noticed a difference, even though we haven't, we wouldn't consider ourselves in the chronic drinker category. Right. Yeah, I (laughs) have definitely noticed a difference in the last couple of months of just um, more clarity and feeling less overwhelmed in general with school and extracurriculars and personal life. Um, I feel like I've had a better relationship Mm -hmm. with just big emotions because in feeling less overwhelmed, I have more space to handle that for myself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. And I think that that points to um, even though the, the research that um, Dr. Huberman was referencing throughout the podcast was primarily surrounding that chronic drinking category. I think this points to, you know, even on an anecdotal level, how alcohol will affect your cells. You know, it will affect you no matter yeah. what level of chronic or chronicity you know that you're drinking at
0: right it's still damaging cells at the end of the day
1: right so even getting out of that like chronic drinking category like, even if you're still having an occasional drink like it's still going to affect you you know granting you know listening back to the podcast it's it's not necessarily going to be the same like long-term effects and you can you know revert back and have you know uh recovery from it and yeah way, if exactly you want to call it
0: that. exactly
1: um and again, like, just really trying to clarify, we're not trying to, like, demonize alcohol. Yeah. You know, consumption by no. any means. Um, because, I, I mean, I'm still definitely a fan of, like, having the special occasion drink. You know, I still think that that is, like, a fun celebratory thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does make it that much more of an intentional decision when it's I'm at a wedding celebrating the marriage of people that I care about and love versus – it's Friday night. We just had an exam and I'm exhausted and I'm trying to de-stress.
0: Exactly. You know? Yeah. There, there is a bit of
1: a difference there. <laughs> right. <Pretty big> difference, <laughs> actually. Yeah. One of them being, it's not actually going to help you de-stress. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, something else that he said in the podcast that has kind of changed my, um, mindset about it. And this is just a quick note. Um, I've always kind of thought of alcohol as something that's, you know, it's not good for you. You know, never, never really considered to be like, oh, this is, this is fine. This is like a vegetable, you know? Right, right. Like, no one <laughs> ever really thinks of it that way. I mean, there was kind of that period of like, oh, a glass of wine, well, I don't know, it's good for your heart or something. Yeah. Like that. It was a little before our time. but, um, But the way that he described alcohol as a poison to your body and not just something that's generally bad for you like a cookie or a cupcake or something like that yeah but actually categorizing it as a poison like every time it enters your body it's damaging cells. It's not just overconsumption of sugar or something like that you know it is damaging you every time you consume it um, and that for me just like visually in my head if I'm gonna have a glass of wine or something like I'm thinking of it very differently like it, I, I'm picturing it <laughs> destroying my brain.
0: <laughs> right, and it feels different than actually drinking it knowing what it's going to do to you if you're drinking it more often than you might want to, i.e. in maybe not so special special occasions mm-hmm. type of things. Yeah. And and I think too just to kind of
1: add to the kind of going back to special occasions. I think it doesn't necessarily, like I I don't I don't think I would necessarily only have a drink at a, at a special occasion. Mm-hmm. You know, because maybe I go to one special occasion a year, you know, maybe I go to one wedding. Right. <laughs> um, but that wouldn't mean that like, maybe I'm having dinner uh, with someone and, you know, a glass of wine would go really well with the steak that we cooked or exactly. something like that. Like, I think that is totally acceptable and fine too. Just yeah. being very aware of the frequency of that.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know? Or if you're at a restaurant that you had to, get a special reservation for or it's in another country and that country is known Mm -hmm. for their wine and the wine would go really well would pair really well with the food you're eating in that instance I might have a glass of wine because I love food and I want to enhance the food yeah and you know I'm not
1: trying to claim to know anything about wine or whiskey or anything like that but I recognize that wanting to have a glass of wine or a glass of scotch or whatever it might be to enjoy the flavor and the taste of it or to pair it with your food, that's a completely different intention than wanting to drink it for the effects of alcohol.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's more of an experience rather than just to gain a different state of mind. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, that pretty much wraps up our feelings yeah, about alcohol. So. Thank you so much for listening. And if you'd like to let us know your feelings, thoughts, anything else about alcohol, you can email us at howdyfromhoustonpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, hopefully we hear from you. We'd love to hear. Yeah. So thanks for listening. Catch you next time.